Welcome to this amazing, mind-blowing podcast. We are, of course, celebrating the <laughs> 12 o'clock interview pre-record with Pew Pew Mai today. Uh, before we heard from none other than Kanye West with 24, Max Roach with Garden of Prayer, and Boldy James with Medusa. You know, I like a little bit of gospel, a little bit of variety. Oh, gospel is always good. Soul, gospel, I love so much. They are the roots, I feel, of yeah. modern music. Yeah, I love Blues. Yeah. R&B yeah well blues came from R&B came from blues what am I saying and stuff like that <laughs> hip hop came from, from it's all like there's, there's so many links man yeah it's mean uh, so we've got a, we're just going to be talking about the Hereke Tekumura exhibit which is open from now until the 27th of February 2022 so we'll get into this pre-record eh yeah I want to hear this out man let's go Kia ora everyone, welcome to the DPAT Late Breakfast. I am here joined by Pew Pew Maiture, the curatorial intern at the DPAT, who has lately just worked on this new this new exhibit. Heraka Tekumara, Emma, is that right? Heraka Tekumara, but you were close. What responsibilities are involved with the curatorial internship and how did it affect Heraka Tekumara? The curatorial internship has been running for a number of years now in partnership with CNZ and it's a really great opportunity for people to get experience, um, long-term experience too. I think it's one of the, it's one of the, or if not the longest running curatorial internship in the country. It's a living wage, which is awesome as well. I'm very grateful for that. And it's really awesome to be working here full of the people who do this all the time, every day. This internship was a little bit different in that it was part of a partnership between Paimanu, which is the Ngaitahu Contemporary Visual Arts Collective and DPAG working together. <clears throat> and so there was a kind of direct mandate to make or to think about Māori art and Māori curatorial style. And so that meant that I was I was interested in what it means to curate in a Māori way, or like in a couple of Māori ways. And I was talking to my mum about it because I talked to my mum about everything. And she she suggested that I should ask some other people to join me. So I asked Aroha Novak, Maya Morrison-Middleton and Madison Kelly to come and work with me. And they joined in as guest curators. And then between the four of us, we developed a curatorium, which is a whole new word for me. Um, but it's a great word. It's really handy to use. And we wanted to explore what what effect Matauraka Māori has on our curatorial practices as individuals and as a collective and how Matauraka Māori is expressed through art. And that was really the basis of the of the work that has turned into Here Katakumuna. How did this exhibit connect you further to like to our Māori and what is your biggest takeaway you've gotten through through doing this curation? One thing that has become abundantly clear and important is that actually going and talking to people is a really significant part of Kokopuna um, Māori ways of working, of, of practice. And so we've been able to go and talk to lots of really awesome people around the city about lots of really awesome things, which has been really, really good. And that, I think that was, for me, has been the biggest takeaway, that if you want to work in a Māori way at the centre of a Māori worldview, is whakapapa and whakapapa is relationships and they're not just your bloodline relationships but also the ones you develop along the way or ones where um, I can think of many kaitahu people like Vicky Lenehan and um, Simon Khan who've been really really helpful in my um, studies and and continue to be really helpful now as well in allowing me to develop like my curatorial practice and also the curators here like Lucy and Lauren and Sophie have also been really helpful in that and all of those 
All of that help comes from this relationship that we've built together, and that relationship is fuck proper. The biggest thing I've taken away from it is really that relationships are central to making and thinking and working, and it's about actively seeking out those relationships and doing what you think is right and being open to being wrong. I think being open to being wrong and being okay with being wrong is really important too. How do you find the, the collaborative aspects kind of inform the final result of the curation? Was there like a lot, a lot of negotiating between all of you? Totally. I think that's been one of the most fun things about it is working with Maya and Madison and Aroha because they're all such amazing, intelligent, creative and kind people. So it's, it's made it really easy from my end because there hasn't been any arguments. There's been negotiations and there's been strong negotiations, but they're always resolved quite quickly and quite amicably. And it's really nice to um, yeah, be able to hang out with them and work with them. And I find as well that through this process, we've really realised that, you know, if you're going to do collaborative work, you need to approach it quite holistically as well. So it's not it's not just like we sit down and we talk about the work and it's done. It's like we sit down and we have a cup of tea and we talk about, you know, how our days have been and, and this kind of thing. And that makes it a lot easier because you're actually working together rather than just coming to... Yeah, it's been... I'm, I'm not quite sure how to explain it at this point. Probably in a couple of years I'll be way more eloquent at it. Yeah, it comes back to this relationship thing. It's it's much more about investing in each other as people and as friends and then that becomes the crux of the collaboration. It's like a it's like a band, you know? Like in a band you have you spend so much time together, you work so much together, you do all these things together. That friendship is really what, what holds everything together, like artistically and in terms of like admin and organizationally and all this kind of thing. So it's been really awesome to work with three of them and to develop our friendships more and to kind of do it together as well like we've all been learning we've all been kind of discussing our process of learning as we've gone through which has been really awesome and I think one thing that's really come out for us for all of us is that when you're talking about Matauraka Māori when you're talking about Māori knowledge you're really talking about a huge set of things it's a whole world view that um, you can't pin down to one particular thing you're Matauraka Māori encompasses the waka navigation techniques, it encompasses um, the atua and the stories of creation, it encompasses the way that we talk to each other, how we behave on the marae or how we behave at home, what we do with our kids. It's a whole way of living and because it's a whole way of living, it's quite complicated and there's many layers and there's lots of different aspects to it. So the whole exhibition has kind of been this process of realising that we have all of these questions that we would like answered and we just have to slowly work through them. And some of them, the answers are easy to get. Some of them, the answers are really hard to get. Some of them, the answers will come when they're ready and other questions will just never have answers. And that's like, it's about accepting all of those things and trying to actively think about how we behave or actively try to change how we think about the world to be more in line with the Māori way of thinking, which is a really strange process. It's a really great process, but it's got lots of lots of its own pitfalls and lots of really beautiful moments of realization as well. So what was going into the like curation, was there any aspect of uh, Matsuraka Māori that you wanted to focus on the most with this exhibit? No, we kind of just went in with a really <laughs> um, we kind of just dived in head first, which is which I think was a really good way to way to do it. Yeah. And then had a lot of guidance from a lot of really helpful people. Remember we talked to Gerard O'Regan and Lana Odon at the um, Targo Museum, so the Māori curator and the assistant Māori curator. And Gerard said, you know, well I've got a challenge for you, I've got a weddle for you and that's what what are the questions you're asking or what how are you gonna present these things that you're learning? And the 
it's kind of like, well, we don't know because we, we don't, you know, we're, you could get to the end of a whole lifetime of only working on my tauraka Māori and still still have lots of questions. I think for us it was kind of like, okay, well, let, let's just be in that. Let's be in the process of development. Let's be in the process of learning and accepting that this is a lifelong thing. So this show is one one moment, one step in our ongoing process of, of learning what it means to be Māori in the world and how do we move in the world as Māoris, which sounds really funny and weird, but yeah, I mean, everything got really quite philosophical for a while there. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to kind of like pair it, pair it back a bit and be kind of like, okay, well, let's find some artwork to put on the walls and stop thinking so let's, weird. Yeah, let's ground ourselves a little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay. totally. So were you in like in contact with your marae or iwi or whanau a lot, a lot whilst uh, working on this? And what advice did you receive? Or what was the best advice to receive? So we've spent a lot of time with um, local kaitahu people. So like Gerard and uh, Megan Portiki, we've spent quite a bit of time talking to her, which has been really awesome. And many other people as well. There's, it's, we've had a lot of conversations that have been really beneficial and awesome to us. And it's been really kaitahu specific. So Maya is kaitahu, she's from Christchurch. Madison is kaitahu, family's from Pukitiraki. And then Aroha and I are both whakapapa to the North Island. But we wanted to keep who we were talking to and what we were talking about really like local specific because that's the other thing about working in Māori spaces is that mana whenua take precedence this is my opinion mana whenua take precedence so their ideas and, and their thoughts and their whakaro and their stories and their their way of being is paramount and then Aroha and I have our own ways of being under, like underneath that which come from our, our families and it's really important to acknowledge that each individual iwi each individual hapu each individual whānau you know they have their own tikanga they have their own ways of talking, they have their own um, kupu, their own dialects and all this kind of thing. And so do, yeah, so we've really we've stayed local. I think all of us have also been in conversation with our own families about things we're learning as well. And then those learnings have come through when we've met and talked about stuff. So it's been, it's, it's kind of like we've created our own little group where we bounce ideas off each other. It's a safe space for us to kind of have strange conversations. And then we get input from kaitahu people, so people from Moira, Pukitiraki and Otako and then that informs what we talk about in the next session so you kind of have this it's not a loop but it's like a, a cycle that kind of moves forward in time so how long was the exhibit in the work for and what do you have planned uh, next like art wise so we had our first meeting I think in early May and then meeting kind of a couple of times a month since then and now we're at the point where the artworks are up on the wall and we're going to be opening the show we open to the public on Saturday this yeah. Saturday the 13th so that's very exciting so it's really come it's been a, a long process of, converse, of a series of conversations and we've had a lot of help from Tarati Tairoa who's a Māori curator um, who lives in Dunedin who's who does a lot of stuff about conversational curating or conversational art practices and she was she's been really great to us and really helpful i don't know i'm i'm just kind of focused on getting this show up <laughs> making sure that um we've done the best kind of job that we can do and then and then we'll see what happens after that yeah there's going to be some really cool shows coming up at dpag which i'm really i feel very um honored and privileged to be a part of so you should definitely come in over the summer if you're around or if not then come in when you get back from wherever you're going. So what can gallery goers expect to see at this new exhibit? What can you expect to see? A whole lot of questions. <laughs> oh, uh, no, there's, we've got some wire to, there's quite, there's wire to that's present in the space. 
which has a lot to do with how white is a really potent means of transmitting knowledge in lots of different ways for lots of different reasons. And so there's one of the artworks, is a video artwork by Adriana Tuali called Kofi, and that one has, has provides the soundscape for the exhibition, um, which is really beautiful. And also listen to Waiata on a touchscreen, and those Waiata have come from Otahi Manukaika. You could find them on the internet, www.kmk.maori.nz, and they're well worth having a look. It's the um, Kaitahu language revitalization team, and they do lots of really awesome work, and they have amazing resources on their website. I highly recommend it. Come and listen to their Waiata. We've got a really wide range of artworks as well, from some drawings by Ralph Hortere, and we've got some print work from Marilyn Webb. And it's a really, it's a, a huge privilege to be able to show her work and acknowledge her passing. She's really important. She's been a really important artist to all of us in our, our own art practices and our own ways of thinking. And so to be able to have her work as part of the show is really significant. And we're really grateful for the things that she, that she, she did and she's done for people like us so that we can come and do this kind of work. And it's, you know, that's, we're really grateful to Marilyn. There's some awesome work by Shona, Lapita Davis. We've got Georgia, Georgina May Young has some awesome textile work in there. Yeah, it's just, it's, there's a lot going on, I think. <laughs> Um, real mix <laughs> yeah it is a real mix and it's a real I think for us it's a real privilege and an honour to be able to show younger artists alongside these really well established um, Māori artists all of the people in the show are Māoris <laughs> and they're from across the country from Ngāpuhi down to Kaitahu um, there's a beautiful Fiona Paddington photograph and some fantastic jewellery from Aleta Wilkinson as well in there so that's really cool to be able to have a, a cross section across generations and then also another one that goes across iwi and then another one that goes across medium because there's quite a few different kinds of artwork in the show as well. Well, I very much look forward to going to it. I think we're going to wrap up the interview kind of like now-ish. Is there anything you'd like to tell all the listeners out there? No, all good. Just have a, have a nice day. <laughs> Be nice to yourselves. Good luck with exams and stuff. Are these exams still on at the moment? I think, like it's, it's, I think it's either next week is the last week or it's this week. I'm not too sure. Oh, yeah. well, that's good. I hope that it's this week and that um, everyone's feeling all right about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely time to do some like nice chilling out. A cup of tea and a book on the deck. It's a good plan. All right. Thank you very much for stopping by, Pew Pew. Have a great day. Oh, good. Thanks, Zach. Have a good one. Great talking to you. Wawawiwa. Yeah, baby. This is, of course, the DPH Late Breakfast. That was the interview with Pupi Mayature about um, Hereka Tikumura. And we'll be talking about that even more up later on. But... All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.